As women, we juggle so much. Kids, marriage, careers, the list goes on. We need spaces that highlight our unique experiences and explore topics relevant to us. Not just that, we strive to understand what God thinks about our issues because we know he cares. This is the place where minding God's business is our business. This is Women in God's Business. Welcome back to the Women in God's Business Podcast. I am Misha King. What kind of headspace are you in this week? You may be feeling energized and pumped up for what's ahead. Maybe you're a little bit more cool, calm and collected, or maybe just more reflective. I don't know if you have checked out a recent clip I shared on Instagram, but it was of me ministering at a church and my message was called resistance. And it's interesting how I have to chew on my own words um, because I truly feel I am in a season where God is building my resistance. Um, In summary, I talked about um, in the book of Matthew where Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted. And I explained what the wilderness is it's a place that you need to go through so that God can build in you the things necessary for when you come out of the wilderness because in the wilderness is where God is building you up he's building the skills developing you um, and building your resistance because when you come out the devil's coming after you and you're going to need everything you went through for you to withstand the trials for you to withstand the temptations for you to withstand everything the devil will try to come at you with and I'm just in this season where I'm like Lord why (laughs) I know you're building some things in me but I just feel like from left to right um, I work in a field where I manage people and people (laughs) are very difficult, um, more so adults. And it is really weighing on me, but I believe that everything that I am going through right now is building me up to where God is leading me into. And so I just praise God right now for the blessing. I praise God for what he is doing in me right now. And I thank God for what he is doing in you right now. You may be going through, but I believe if you continue to press your way through, God will bring you out and you're going to come out on top. Do not get weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. All right. (laughs) Well, today's topic is a two-parter. Okay. Yes, a two-parter. This first part all has to do with forgiving yourself. Mm. Hands up if you have ever been hurt by somebody else. (laughs) Some of y'all have two hands up. I see you driving. Put both your hands back on the steering wheel. If you are living and breathing, you've experienced some form of hurt by another person. It's unbearable, encompasses agony and suffering that I bet you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. While we're in the midst of getting over it, we are told that we must forgive. We often hear people say forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you. (laughs) But that is easier said than done because it was done to us. It's difficult to see past the pain and not hold on to what was done against you. 
I don't know about you, but I was the type to hold some grudges. I could hold a grudge, okay? If you did something to me, you are going to know it every single time we interact, whether it be my face, body expression, or a verbal outburst. I wasn't letting that thing go. Nope. (laughs) But what I didn't know was that I was holding on to something that you already let go of. I'm still mad while you living your best life. I'm stuck while you're living free. I care while you could probably care less. We, talking about us women, really know how to hold on to past hurt for even years. There are things that were done to you that you haven't yet forgiven and you don't even realize it. What really changed things for me is learning to forgive myself. When I learned to forgive myself, I was better able to forgive others. Again, I mentioned this is a two-parter because this topic alone is too deep and filled with a lot of wonderings and questions on how to forgive. There are some serious situations you've been through that begs the question, how do I forgive? My hope and prayer is that after listening to both parts, you will have a better grasp on how to navigate this path called forgiveness that leads to freedom and peace and hope. Now, many of you know, I respect and admire Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. The very first conference I attended of hers was called A Night in the Wild. (laughs) I attended this particular night at Second Ebenezer Church in Detroit, Michigan, I never heard the story of Eve told in a way that was so relatable to the everyday woman. Now, many of us know Eve. Eve had one task, y'all. Do not eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So the devil comes into the picture all cunning and sly and deceives her in thinking that the fruit was good for her. So what did she do? Eat it. And not just that, she gives some to Adam. Like, here you go. (laughs) And God wasn't happy. Now, we know what came from her faulty behavior, pain, and childbirth. Ever since I was a child, I knew Eve was the reason women would go through pain while bearing children. And I knew, I was like, I am not having children. (laughs) It's all Eve's fault. I blamed her. We all blamed her. But it wasn't until I went to that conference that I that I and so many of us in that room related to Eve. She knew better, but didn't do better. So here we go, hanging her on the cross when we've done some stuff, knowing good and well we had no business doing it. And you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) That relationship you jumped into, knowing good and well he wasn't good for you, but you being led by your feelings and emotions, along with our hero woman syndrome, you thought you could change him. (laughs) He was a little rough around the edges, but you saw his potential, but he wasn't living up to his potential. So here you go, like the superhero you are and started putting in work. But after all the time, money and energy you invested, what he do? He betrays you. The kicker is this, Now that he's looking better, talking better, moving better, he's now the potential you always saw, but with somebody else. Ooh, ooh, take me out (laughs) with somebody else. See, you knew better, but you didn't do better. 
these may be considered minuscule in nature, but there are some situations where we completely went left and still to this day have not forgiven ourselves, partly because there's pain associated with our decisions and the regret that comes from it. I know you've had that feeling before where, man, if I didn't jump into this relationship, then maybe I wouldn't have these trust issues. Or if I didn't give my body away to this person, then maybe I wouldn't be so insecure. With these regrets lives um, unforgiveness um, because we're constantly thinking about what if I didn't do this, where would I be now? Shame is a product of unforgiveness. Shame is the devil's playground. If he can get you to a place where you feel humiliated, then he can get you to lose hope. And hopelessness is so dangerous because you then have no stamina and you feel like you have no stake in this life any longer. And that's why I believe hopelessness is what drives individuals to die by suicide. It's because whatever state they were in, they lost hope of a brighter tomorrow. To them, it was more efficacious to take their life than to live this life with the pain, regret, and shame and find a way to overcome it. And so many of us struggle with unforgiveness for things that we didn't even do, but were done to us, yet we blame ourselves. Like for people who didn't grow up with a father figure in their home, you may blame yourself because you were the reason why your dad wasn't in your life the way that you had hoped. Or even for women who were taken advantage of physically, uh, may blame themselves, um, you know, maybe if I wasn't an, at, at this party or if I didn't wear this attire maybe he wouldn't have came after me the way that he did we blame ourselves for things that did happen to us yet it wasn't our fault and what happens is what births out of those circumstances that impacts our future decisions so for us who didn't grow up with a father in our home we grow up with daddy issues we get into relationships um, with men who are abusive or with men who don't know our value and we're left to deal with the pain of the past but the first step is to forgive ourselves then we can eventually tap back in to what happened to us and forgive that place in our lives I work in the educational system so I work with youth every day and one of the things I constantly think about is what if this child doesn't get the help they need what will they be like when they grow up? Are they going to be a good member of society or will they get into trouble and possibly end up in the prison system? But I think back, they were a child at one point. Things were done to them. There were p adults in their life that did not do their job. And yet when they become an adult, the prison system, the justice system doesn't care about your childhood. They care that you need to figure it out by the time you're an adult. So I think about the women who are in prison right now, the women who, you know, made a mistake, but it was a mistake that resulted from a, a past trauma or a childhood experience that they never got the help to overcome. That's why I say that we are human. 
and we are subject to failures we are subject to mistakes but that may come at a cost and unfortunately those women who are in prisons right now for situations that were done to them and it birthed uh, emotions and feelings and actions there is hope and it doesn't have to define us Let's pause here and make some declarations. Here at Women in God's Business, we take a moment in our day to do some self-talk. Affirmations are a sure way to build yourself up by stating truths about yourself. People will always have something negative to say, but what you say to yourself matters. I invite you to share affirmations with me at info at womenandgodsbusiness.com. And each week, I will pick one to share with you all. This week, our affirmation is, I grow more patient and understanding of others by forgiving myself. This affirmation is so befitting with our topic because until we learn to forgive ourselves, we can then better forgive others. So with me, I would like you to say that phrase at least five times. Ready? Go. I grow more patient and understanding of others by forgiving myself. I grow more patient and understanding of others by forgiving myself. I grow more patient and understanding of others by forgiving myself. I grow more patient and understanding of others by forgiving myself. I grow more patient and understanding of others by forgiving myself. The New Testament of the Bible should be titled Forgiveness because it truly is an unfolding of God's love towards us and giving us his son to die on the cross for our wrongs. Jesus was like, these people are really cutting up, so I'll be the very thing you hate so people can live free knowing they are forgiven. In the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, which is a very familiar scripture, It captures God's love and forgiveness in one. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I remember going through a season in my life where I believed I was being tormented by the devil with past mistakes that I had not forgiven myself for. I so badly wanted the thoughts to escape my mind and it wasn't until one, I made the decision to live for Christ and two, believed in his word that I felt freedom. One scripture I replayed over and over in my head, which was first John chapter one, verse nine, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. He promises to forgive us if we simply confess. On top of that, the word says, if anyone be in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Why was I holding on to something God had already forgiven me for? Why are you holding on to something that God has already forgiven you for? Jesus died on the cross for sins we already commit and would commit. He paid the price. He became sin, the ultimate sacrifice. So we didn't have to live in the filth, in the dirt, in the failures, the mistakes, the mess ups of our past that he knew we would make. 
There's a particular story in the Bible about a woman who had an encounter with Jesus at a well. He asks her for a drink and she first was concerned about the social norms of that time because at the time Samaritans and Jews did not associate with one another. How many times have we believed we weren't worthy of something because of our social position in society? The world will make you believe that because of your social standing, you weren't worthy enough to have access to this or be worthy of forgiveness. But Jesus came and was like, I don't care about all that. He redefined a custom that had no bearing or defining on someone's worth. He introduces salvation to this woman, a woman who had five husbands, and the man she was currently living with wasn't even her husband either. Here is a woman who probably was ostracized by her community because she didn't meet the standards of the time. The same people who looked at her funny were the same people who need forgiveness too, right? (laughs) That's why shame is so deceiving because it will make you think that people are talking about you and judging you, although they may be. But those same people have skeletons in their closet they aren't willing to open because that keeps them in a place to look higher and mightier than you. So don't get tricked up by what people say because they also have some covered up issues needing God's forgiveness. I bring up this story not only to highlight how Jesus spoke to the least of them, the people others looked over, but also to capture what happened after the woman's encounter. She went back to the city and told everybody about this man, which told her everything she ever did. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in Jesus because of her testimony. Your forgiveness of self is wrapped up in someone else's deliverance. Let me say that again. Your forgiveness of self is wrapped up in someone else's deliverance. This is why you must forgive yourself because on the other side is another girl, another woman needing to hear your story and how you overcame. Unforgiveness holds us back. It makes us feel that because we messed up in one aspect of our lives, you might as well throw in the towel. But what if the Samaritan woman never believed and told anyone else? It wasn't by mistake Jesus pulled up on her. A woman with scars of her past who was ridiculed and looked over. That was the same woman that brought others to Christ. God wants to use your pain for his glory. If you are someone listening that believes you have no hope for the things you've done, stop that thinking now. It's a lie and trick of the devil. There is nothing God is unable or unwilling to forgive you for. He promises to forgive us and cleanse us. Matter of fact, he tells us he will remember our sins no more. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Forgive yourself so you can live in the liberty God has promised you. And not just for you, but for everybody attached to you, waiting in the rafters for you to emerge from the shadows. We need to hear your story. God wants to use you because he knows you and the thoughts he thinks about you are for good and not of evil. I know what it feels like to be traumatized by your past. Write these scriptures down and read them daily as they have helped me understand the love and grace of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 1 John chapter 1, verse 19. Luke chapter 10, verse 19, and Romans chapter 8, verse 1. I appreciate all of you who tuned in for the first part of Forgiveness of Self. 
I appreciate all of you and come back for part two. Until then, this is Women in God's Business and I am Nisha King.